Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien. And I'm Scotty Upshaw. And our boy, as always, Broadway Jimmy Scoops Hayes, looking down on the boys. And we are not coming to you live from Hall Pass Media in beautiful Newport Beach. Because up dog, the boys at Missing Curfew have found themselves in COVID protocol. Uh, we sure have, Obi. It's it's amateur hour. This is, this is not even National League. This is not AHL. I don't even know if you consider this the West Coast Hockey League right now. This is some sort of special protocol we're in here today. Um, these got to be these false positives. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know. We were, you know, we don't know. We're we were just near some people that you know we're doing the right thing here. We don't we don't have it, but we don't know. You know, we're doing the old what's it called? If you're What's the old shimmy shammy. The shimmy yeah, shammy. Shimmy. So out of respect to everyone, we're fucking, I'm locked down. You're at fucking loopholes away from your beautiful baby and your beautiful wife, but we're just being safety first. But I must say, Uppy, this is not the same as snapping it with you in the studio. This is a little bit. I mean, you look good, though. The hair's good. You got a good backdrop. You're looking still nationally. Yeah, I feel good. I got the Grove 23 sweatshirt on. You know, I grabbed a couple pieces. I snuck over here last night. I cooked myself a nice dinner, had some wine. Um, you know, watch some <laughs> hockey. It was a big day. It was a big, it was a big Tuesday night in, uh, in the NHL and across the North America, especially down here in the U S you know, ESPN live coming at you, which was, uh, it's nice to see old Bucci Gross out there. Big fan of the missing curfew podcast. Um, but it was nice to get hockey back over. I know me and you were couch along with probably a lot of people out there watching some hockey. It was nice to get that back. Yeah, and we're going to dive into all ESPN stuff um, in our rundown here, Up Dog. But for us, I think it's just a life lesson here. I mean, I knew this, but three music festivals, three weeks in a row with travel and a lot of booze. I'm not shocked that I got a little bit of a head cold today. But anyways, Up Dog, I'm glad we're doing this. Let's start off with something that, you know, is amazing and and touched us both, obviously. Uh, It was the running of the Boston Marathon. Um I'm not exactly sure who it was, but a lot of Broadway's uh, friends went out and ran for him, had the Jimmy Hayes uh, logo with the shamrock or the clover on the back. And uh, Updog, the Boston Marathon is 26.2 miles. As much as I miss and love the Broadway Jimmy Scoops, I don't think I would have had the 26.2 in me. Scoops, he would have had to pick me up and carry me over the fucking finish line. But, um, man, I text Kristen. I know I know it touched you and touched me. That's just an honor. And w- what a great job by those people, Updog. Yeah, it sure is, Obi. I mean, the Boston Marathon, it, it goes back so much, such a great tradition there. And you know what happened 
you know, probably 10 years ago in Boston, really, you know, with the marathon really brought people together. Um, you know, it was a very, very unfortunate circumstance, uh, you know, with the bombing and the way the city came together around the Bruins and the Red Sox and then, you know, the New England Patriots and the Celtics. I mean, all the all the sports franchises really stepped up and, and you know, showed their appreciation to, to such a great event. And now, you know, this year and, and what we went through the last couple of months, um, you know, it was nice for the city of Boston to have something, uh, you know, hashtag be like Jimmy was was a shirt that was worn amongst you know, a lot of our friends out in Boston who participated in it and uh, uh, just such a great event. And and you're talking about 26 miles. Old. You're a swimmer now, so you're probably more on that triathlon type, uh, you know, type I mean, of event and, and competition. I, I'm a guy, this long distance stuff, I can't tell you how much it kills me. I, I can't. It's a mental thing. It's in my lungs. It's it's a punishment. <laughs> I, if I If I start thinking about something over like a 30 minute, uh, exercise it it is not not up my alley my friend hey, how long do you think it would take us to walk it 26 miles like all day yeah i think walking it would be probably like the the 10 11 hour range <laughs> so I, you'd have to walk it and, and hit in an out burger a few times on the way maybe a bucky's get a starbucks you know, a little almond milk latte um, and then, at, of course, in boston you're going to stop off at a nice little irish pub and listen to some tunes and drink a couple of beers and um, I- yeah, that's you know, what that, I was thinking. Actually, so I participated once in a. Actually, I can't, I'm, I'm lying now. I didn't participate in it. I was just there. It was the new. It was a, a Lululemon Seaweeds. It was a ten, basically a ten mile or a ten kilometer. Sorry, so not even close to twenty six miles. No, a ten no. kilometer, buddy. And I couldn't even think about doing that. And that took people, you know, that was a good two hour run. Um, but along the way you get to stop and they had like cool little events. There'd be a stretching event, even a place where if your hammies got tight, they get the elbow in there and and work it out. Um, but you know, just to see the way people gear up and train for these marathons and, and, you know, the, the sense of satisfaction and accomplishment after you, you can, you know, complete it. I think that this gotta be, um, you know, something you got to put on your, your, you know, on your mantle. Cause it's pretty impressive for all those people out there who finished that 26 mile marathon, man, hats off to you. Congrats. It's that's yeah. an absolute uh, accomplishment. Yeah. And uh, I saw Kristen, I, I was texting with her when she was going to it. She had a cool, uh, Broadway hat on. And I said, uh, you know, have fun today. We're thinking about you. She's like, I got Broadway with me. And she sent a picture of the hat on and she looked beautiful, of course, with the Broadway hat. So, um, and then you wanted to bring up Mark Fain and his beautiful wife. They did a cool yeah, tribute Trisha for Hazy. Mark Fain, congrats to you guys. I know you probably kept this, uh, um, you know, under wraps for quite some time. But I read a post on Trisha's Instagram that said, you know, we told Jimmy the Friday before he passed that we were having a baby, and he was so thrilled. So, uh, a baby girl, um, you know, coming for for Mark and Trisha. I think that that's amazing as a as a girl dad right now. I think it's uh, it's the coolest thing ever. So it'll be there. Uh, you know, be their second kid, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's proud. And, uh, you know, we're all proud over here on the West coast to you guys. So I can't wait to meet your little girl. when uh, when she comes, yeah, it, it was cool too. They, they let all the balloons go to pink balloons and let them go up to the sky to old Broadway, Jimmy scoops. And speaking of scoopsy, he's looking down on the fucking Boston Red Sox. I can tell you that because I wish I would have bet them to win the series. Um, Fenway was rocking. So I, I think probably had a little bit to do with that. So anyway, so those people, uh, classy play, twenty six point two miles is fucking insane. 
It's absolutely yeah, insane. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. It's, so, yeah, yeah, yeah um, totally. Congratulations totally. to them. Uh, Broadway, we still miss you every day. We love you, buddy. Up Dizzle, you fucking dialed us in at fucking um, Driftwood downtown to watch Fury and Wilder from the rooftop, man. This fight, I'm telling you, I wanted to take Fury and the odds were crazy and everybody was on Wilder, so I jumped on board, but I still in my heart thought Fury was going to win it. But these two men battling up, we were all just sitting around there like, you got to give Wilder the utmost credit man to stay in there for 11 rounds after taking those punches like the people in the way we're watching with everyone was just blown away best heavyweight tilt i've ever seen i think it was amazing man the the true the trilogy of uh you know of heavyweight boxing in our last like four or five years uh obi yeah driftwood austin shout out to you guys and discovery thanks for everything andrew mcginnis brendan morrow uh we had some beers with brendan morrow who's you know, Beauty. a legend. I got to know him the last few years playing golf with him and working with him. He's he's one of a kind. So, you know, they hosted our they hosted our group on the rooftop and we, you know, we absolutely shredded it. I had my money on over seven and it did not look good early, buddy. It did not look good. Four knockdowns in the first six rounds, Obes. And these guys were hammer smashing each other's face. I mean, Fury to for Fury to have so much uh you know advantage in a weight class like i think he's 40 or 45 pounds heavier and wilder it's it's you know it's nuts just to see these guys take those blows blow after blow and then um you know for a finish like it was uh, a true heavyweight bout one that uh you know i'll always remember this as as one you know as fights go on you're kind of like oh that was a good fight this, is a good. this was like 1a this was like 1a for you know, for the group of people we were around, for the atmosphere we were at, coming from Rufus El Sol to watch that fight was was badass. So, um, you know, shout out to those guys. I don't know, man. That Wilder's face got to be. Like, I don't know. I don't know whose head hurt more Sunday morning, Wilder's head or mine, because I woke up fucking Sunday morning in Austin and I was hurting. Like someone hit me, hacksaw Jim Duggan with the fucking two by four right here. But that Wilder, I'm telling you, Sunday morning, his head would have been bubblicious. But um the thing i love about fury up dog he's such a character like after the fight he sings to the crowd in vegas goes out and parties with steve aoki like this guy everything he's been through we talked about mental toughness last weekend up dog, or last week on the pod this guy's been through it all he was fucking almost 400 pounds he's come back um to both those warriors unbelievable uh and to driftwood and austin thanks for having the boys because that was a national league setup ups yeah it sure was it sure was and and you know what I don't know if they'll ever fight again, Obi, but that was a that was a tilt for the ages. And you know, to hear Fury the way he the way he's gonna go about his next like couple of years. I heard I read a quote where he's like, you know what, I'm gonna win this fight. I'm gonna get super fucking drunk, and then I'm gonna win <laughs> two more fights, and then I'm gonna go on a bender for like two years, and then I'm gonna come back and do it all over again. Like this guy uh, wears his heart on his sleeve, and he is an absolute animal, Obi. So um it'll be interesting to see see where this guy goes from here and uh you know for i still think he's got it for for his age and for his size like he still moves pretty good in that ring man and he can take a punch and give it he moves like a fucking middleweight in there and he's a heavy like i mean listen i'll give water credit he made adjustments with the jab early in the fight i was like fuck he's going the body he's going the body but then fury just he just took over so I don't know who Tyson Fury fights next, but boxing sometimes gets a bad, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit more of a UFC guy, but that was why heavyweight spectacles are unbelievable up dog. And uh, it was great taking it with you loops, Morrow up, uh, Mac L Cody K wash. It was, it was sick. So 
Um, our next segment is presented by our good friends at Good Life Updog. For all you people out there, it's fall. They got some sick stuff on their website. Go check it out. NFL fantasies and picks. First of all, Updog, I got to pump my own tires. I'm off the schneid. I beat Lupul. It took a fucking 44, 44 point point performance from Lamar <laughs> Jackson on Monday night, and and it took Lupul's nerdy kicker. I don't even know what his name is, but that kid is the nerdiest kicker I've ever seen to miss one. So I got one done. How was your fantasy? Did did fuck did uh, fuck machine get her done this week? Fuck fuck hot machine. Oh yeah, we did get it done. I had the fact that he's my opponent. Uh, I went for 169 points, buddy. Um, my high of the my high of the weekend was my boy Allen. 36 <laughs> points again. This guy's an absolute buddy. beast. I mean, the Buffalo Bills are just slinging it. I had Mark Andrews, a guy that Lamar Jackson was throwing to. I had him go for 36 points. Evans, T. Brady. I mean, Brady had five touchdowns this weekend. Evans went for 26 points. But my only downfall was my running back, Saquon Barkley. Fuck. Stepped on a foot. I mean, you get on that plane on Sunday and you're like, up dog, you won't believe it. But Barkley just had the most innocent, like, stepped on this guy's foot, twisted his ankle. I saw a picture of it after. It looked like he had a fucking goose egg right in there um size of a softball so i hope he gets back i know he's had a tough summer coming back from acl injury i know what that's all about um and he's my starting running back who was just starting to get going so i got fucking flowers this weekend and flowers is i think flowers is four and one so i think i'm looking i'm looking to bring the heat i'm gonna I think, bring the heat i think i got flowers i got flowers you got well maybe someone's name is flowers then Let's see. No, this matchup, I got, come on, you got, there. Okay, you so got come, come on, on there. You, you got Schwartzy. Schwartzy. Oh, I can't wait. After watching him play last night, hey, I can't wait to get by this By the way, Schwartzy was fucking buzzing last night. We're going to get into the he, game. He was buzzing. Buzzing. He's the little water bug, but I tell you, he's he's hey. the guy you want on your squad. That's why Seattle grabbed him. And yes, we will get into this. Hey, Uppy, and those Seattle white jerseys, they fuck. They were looking they unbelievable sure out there. They do the uh, up dog, monkey. I want to talk to you the Buffalo Bills and that Josh Allen, man. He you called it from right off the get-go for them to go into Kansas City and their de- shout to their defense, but fuck man, he just he's got swag and his ability to run with the ball. And man, you were right about these guys. I was big on Buffalo to start the season, but I didn't know they were were this good. And this Allen has so much swag, he fucks up dog. Yeah, he sure does, Obi. They're at Tennessee this weekend. Uh, if you're playing fantasy sports right now on DraftKings, you must put him in. He is feeling it. 240 pounds, Obi. This guy runs like a fucking running back. You see him jump over the guy, too, doing the oh, fucking old how's she going? That was sick. Um, he, like, he slings it. He knows when to slide. He fucking knows how to take a hit. He gives hits. And he just does it with such, like, a demeanor on his face. That he, like, he... He's a competitor. He wants to win. He's got attitude. And, fuck, he's got guys to throw to. And then I love their D. I mean, their team is built. They, they just went in and manhandled, you know, uh, they just went KC. in and manhandled the Chiefs in fucking Kansas City. I mean, on a on a Sunday night football game. Those are those are big moments. And, uh, you know, for him, it's stepping up. He's, his, you know, the graph of his play has continually just started rising and rising and rising the last couple of years. And for you fantasy sports guys out there, I mean, fuck. He was my number one pick. I took him fucking eighth overall, and I am fucking happy I did it. Yeah, what a pick. And to Bill's Mafia, you guys deserve it. You've been waiting forever. 
And for Kevin Adams, you're fucking lucky the Bills are good because nobody gives a fuck about the Sabres and how you're butchering Jack Eichel and the whole fucking squad there. So um, Bills Mafia, Updog, maybe we, I don't know, maybe we go to a game. I don't know. They're just, I don't know, Buffalo's maybe far from us. It's far, but I don't know. We're going to be in New I York. I never and, thought I'd say I'd go to Buffalo, but I, I would. We're going to be in New York in November. Maybe we check the schedule. But yeah. anyways, um, that was NFL Fantasy and Picks brought to you by our good friends at Good Life. Go check it out. Updog, I'm due for some new gear, especially for our New York trip. So um, obviously, Uppy, last night, ESPN Hockey back on it. Um, they did a great thing with the, the intro music. Fuck, it gave me goosebumps. But first of all, let's talk about Austin Matthews on the cover of ESPN Magazine. Uppy, me and you are big supporters of these guys' you know, style and being able to say what they want to say and wear what they want to wear. Now you're more fashionable than me, but and I love Austin Matthews, man. I, I love everything about him. He's got swag. I don't know about the outfit he wore on the cover of the fucking magazine. Up dog, help me out here. I know I'm a black tee, fucking leather jacket type of guy, but what did you think about that outfit? Was it National League? I thought it was National League. I mean, the I, white puck, white stick. I knew you would like it with the Air Jordans and the Nike, you know, the Nike shirt and. You know, fuck, I got to give him credit, though. I So for my birthday, which was last week, you know, Christina came home and I got two fanny packs, one navy blue, one black. She's like, I didn't know which ones you'd want. But, you know, we're going to a music festival. So like I thought this would I thought this would work. No. So I I, I, I take them both. Well, how am yeah. I supposed to decide? So I take them both. And, you know, I, I wear the, the navy blue one and I show up. And, of course, Mac L's like. Oh, you're going Austin Matthews style with the, you know, with the fanny pack. And I'm like, fuck, he does go, he got, he does do that, doesn't he? And he goes, yeah, but you got to wear it like this, like across with the strap, like right here, you know, right across the chest. So I'm like, all right, yeah, all right. And then sure enough, yeah, I see pics of Austin Matthews the last couple of days and he's got the fanny pack. He's got the fanny pack on going into uh, UFC fights with our boy, Freddie Anderson and, and Biebs. And the kid just has it. He wears, you know, he wears hats. Maybe his hair is not perfect, so he's wearing a lot of hats. But he's got the baggy tees that work. He's got the shorts. I can't wait to see what this guy chooses to wear this year. Now that everyone's kind of watching his his style and his um, and his gear, I can't wait to see some of the new stuff he pulls together. But it's great for the game, Obes. It's great for hockey. It's great for young kids. It's great for these brands. It's great for his brand. So, um, you know, congrats to him and. Fucking, that's a big uh, that's a big spot on the cover of ESPN magazine. I tell you, yeah, it's great for hockey, and that kid's got swag and style. And Updog, you know, who else I saw with the fanny pack across the fucking chest. That style was was the old veteran Jumbo Joe at McGregor Poirier too. He was there with Matthews, but he had the fanny pack across the fucking chest. So maybe that maybe that is the look. If Jumbo's doing it and Matthews is doing it, I mean, I don't think I can get a fanny pack to go around me that way. So I like, I think I'm in one when it comes to that up dog. What would you, what would you put in the fanny pack fella? Uh, Canada dips. Yeah, sure. that's right. <laughs> weed pen. Uh, uh, weed maybe, pen for sure. Maybe a pack um, of cards, you know, a deck of cards in case you want to get the fucking poker game going. Maybe some, keep some hair product in there for when my hair gets all fucked up. So I can, I'm supposed to have at a festival and maybe fix it back up for the after shaker. Maybe pen and paper in case you get a girl's number the old school way. <laughs> Oh, imagine right. doing that. <laughs> Pulling her out. But... A second here, just zip. <laughs> Let me get it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought I, I I knew you would like the outfit because it was it was loud colors, and for me, I'm not so much into that. And I, I don't know about the bucket hat he was rocking, but it, it's great for the game. He is like you said, Uppy. He's everything that's good about hockey. The way he plays, the way he carries himself off the ice. 
I think he's just slaying it with the girls too. So it's it's unbelievable for him. So anytime hockey's on the front of the cover of ESPN, I was fired up. Which brings us into hockey's backup. What was? I'll let you go first. What were your first thoughts in seeing it? Um, yeah, what what would you think of it? Well, I love the intro. ESPN, fucking A. You did a great job with the intro. Um, you know, the old song, Obi, having Sid the Kid, Ovechkin, Kane. Like, you know, it, it was just nice to just see these kids that were, you know, a little bit younger than me, but now carrying the torch into like another, you know, decade of hockey. And hockey being on ESPN is, is going to, you know, change the way uh viewership is in the reach it's going to change what kids have it on in their homes and um you know what bars in australia like you and loops are going to be able to watch the game instead of having to watch it on versus yeah it, it was it was just it was done so well and for me um you know watching the first game seeing the banner get raised seeing our boy like patty maroon lift that you know put the ring on and see the banner go up for the third you know his third straight time and you know, see the fans in Tampa just, yeah, uh, the last time they were watching live hockey, they watched their team lift the cup. So it's always a special day when, you know, guys get back on the ice, the nerves, waiting for that first shift, um, you know, looking in, looking across at your teammate in the dressing room, getting ready, getting all fired up, you know, getting your name called to skate across the ice on the blue line. And there's so many things about opening night that are, uh, that are really, really exciting for, for not only, you know, the fans and, and the watcher on, on our couch here in Newport Beach, but for, for the players, for the trainers, for, you know, for the, for the wives. It's, it's a start of another new season with a clean slate. You know, everyone, yeah, it's the only time of the year, Obi, that a guy like Shane O'Brien can be tied with Sidney Crosby in, in points. It's really <laughs> the only time. It's the only time of the year this, this could possibly happen. So it's such a great time. And, um, you know, not a not a great effort by Tampa. Yeah, not a great effort. I took them as you. Yeah, did. we'll get it. We'll get into that. Not a not a perfect effort, but it was nice, man. The sound, the the look on TV, the you you know seeing seeing the guys on the panel, and and um, it's just nice to be back and watch it. What did you think, Philip? Yeah, I just I thought it was just a little bit better. Everything was a little bit better than than NHL and NBC. I thought the camera angles were better. Um, John Butchergross, I mean, he called a fucking unbelievable game between uh, Vegas and Seattle. I thought he was on point. I thought he he had funny things to say. He used some he used some words that we use in the dressing room. He used some hockey lingo that I think is very important when you call a hockey game. I thought he absolutely killed it. I can't wait um, to watch him or listen to him all year long. I think he's only going to get better, and he's he's a he's just a pro. I was like, this guy's a pro. I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, I didn't have to hear Pierre Maguire. No disrespect to Pierre. I, I love you deep down, buddy. But I was like, fuck, it's nice not to hear him. Um, you know, I'm going to give some love to your boy, Ray Ferraro, Chicken Parm. Um, you know, he called a nice nice game between Tampa and Pitt. I just thought, Uppy, the camera angles were better. It looked better. It was just better because it's ESPN. And, and that's what me and you were excited about. Um, you know, for the boys on the panel, Mess and Jelly, you know, fuck your Hall of Famers, but uh, I, I thought mess. And listen, I'm not saying it's easy. I'll be like, you know, we got tonight. We're, we're recording this on Wednesday. Tonight's the first night NHL and TNT, and, and you heard Biz talking. Uh, he, you know, he's he's excited and nervous. Like, I'm not saying it's easy, but I think there's room for improvement with Mess and Chelly. Chelly's tan looked unbelievable, but once those guys kind of, I just want to see Mess just fucking take a breather. Don't don't be just be yourself. Let's just go out there and talk, um, which is easier said than done. But other than that, Uppy, I thought it was. I thought it was amazing, and I'm fired up to see the NHL on TNT tonight. 
Yeah, it was it, it was a great start. It was a great start to the season. And you know what? I want to put some uh, put some credit in Brian Boyle's hands. I love a guy yeah. coming off of PTO. I thought he played great. Pittsburgh's, you know, slim up the middle to start the season off. He gets a PTO. He scores a great goal. Um, and not and to touch on the camera angles, the goal he scored. There's an incredible camera angle from this new like ESPN camera that kind of comes above the penalty box and goes all the way across the ISOs. You must know yeah. what I'm you must yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I've never really seen that camera angle before. I thought it was done perfectly. There's great replays through it. I, I think a fan um, really can see the puck move better from that sort of camera angle. Um, and to me, Butchergoss, you, you said he called a great game, and there was a quote after the game saying, um, you know, that the Vegas Golden Knights T-Mobile Arena has got to be the best nightclub, you know, uh, in, in the country. Every Because it really is. They asked. Is, they asked, they asked like twenty players, "What's the best barn in, in in the NHL?" And they all said Vegas. And Nathan McKinnon had the best answer. He's like, "It's like you're playing hockey at a nightclub," which is which is what I feel when I went and watched the playoff game. I'm like, "Up, oh, dog, this is like playing that fucking excess yeah. here right now. This place is going off." You wouldn't leave. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> hey, so so, but then but then he also talked about this, and it was interesting because. You know, the fans in Vegas, they're up 3 nothing, right? They're up 3 nothing. lots to cheer about. But he's like, but it was kind of like they got into these moments where they weren't on their feet so much. And, and you know, the Vegas Golden Knights are built right now with Ryan Reeves and, and a lot of scrums and, and getting in their face, and a lot of big hits, which, you know, they might have played like that the last couple of years. They kind of changed the way their game was. There was a lot of... You know, it was a puck possession game. There were some turnovers. There was a lot of odd man rushes. Um, but, you know, finding energy in these games is going to be crucial. I think that that's still, a, you know, something that teams always need to address. Got to be physical. Physical works. You got to have your guys that go out. Uh, down the stretch in the third period when Seattle came back, you know, I, th I thought what really got Vegas going was block shots. Petro had a couple. Um McNabb had a couple that you know, Seattle could have won that game. They, they came back and played extremely well to, to make it three, three. Um, and if it wasn't for, you know, if it wasn't for some big key saves and, and some block shots, man, Vegas could have lost that game. And that would have stung my stung me in, in my bookies, you know, eyes. <laughs> it would have been, been a tough start to the fucking game. Just the, just the one last thing to, to close on ESPN. They had this cool segment during the Vegas and Seattle game called the rush where, um, Butcher Gross. Is it Butcher Gross or Butcher Grass? I Butcher think it's Butcher Grass. Butcher Gross, Butcher Grass. Grass. We'll call him Bucci. Bucci, man. That's his fucking Instagram. Bucci, you're a beauty. Anyways, they, he goes, uh, now we're going to do this thing called the rush. And, like, literally the camera sinks in up, and he goes away, and it's literally just you, you, you feel like you're sitting on top of the ice, and the fucking game is going. And you can see how fast it was. These are the ideas that hockey needs, man. Like, that little thing there to me, I was like, it's not a big thing. But I'm like, fuck, this is cool. It gives the average fan a chance to realize how fast this shit's moving out there. You can hear guys talking, hey, heads up, D to D. And it was fucking buzzing up. And as an ex-player, I was watching it like, man, those boys are flying out there. So to ESPN, man, congratulations. That's all good stuff. Mess and Chelly, you guys are Hall of Famers, beauties. I'm not, I'm not saying we just want to, we want the real Chelly and mess. That's all I'm saying. Pretend we're in the locker room. Bring us in there. Who gives a fuck what people say about you? We want the real mess in Chelly. So um, on the games up, be real quick. Tampa, holy fuck. They, they were moving like me out there. I thought 
You know, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Like, I get it. You just went back to back Stanley Cups. I guess I forgot, Uppy, how short of an offseason they had. Maybe they're just not quite. They looked fucking terrible. The worst I've ever seen them look. I don't know. But they're two time Stanley Cup champs. To Pitt, listen, we're going to do our preview show here coming up. And listen, if we would have done this yesterday before the season started, my, my, let's just say Pittsburgh went up in my books. You had Malkin and Crosby back to that lineup with Gensel and, uh, Austin Reese or whatever that kid's name is. They got something going there. Um, and for Vegas and Seattle, like you said, Seattle impressed me a lot. Um, Schwartzy played unbelievable. Tanif was great. What's the kid's name up? Gerby or, or Gerky? The guy that went short side titty and yeah, snipe? He looks like Raquel out there. He Holy. plays a great game. Man. I love the way he controlled the puck. He, got the, he, he wanted the puck on his stick in the third period. That is not common for a young, young player. No. And I mean, he came in the shot like he's he's he has deception, moving his head left and right, watching the middle of the ice, and then he creates like an opening, shoots one up on Leonard's glove. I mean, um, a good player. So, so this is sort of the thing, though, right? Like Vegas did this when picking their team, you know, four years ago. Couple no name guys. Yes, they yeah. got lucky getting Riley and Marcheseau from from Vegas as uh, or from Florida as favors, but. They've assembled a team that, you know, each each guy has their place on that team. So it's going to be interesting. But I love the way that their their D moved the puck well. I thought uh, good. Larson I thought Larson played well. Uh Alexiak played great. Um, you know, and then Jano, a great captain. Anytime you pick up a captain of a team and put him right in your lineup to play, you know, 25 minutes, it's uh you know, it's a good pickup for them. So, you know, a, a great job. I thought their goalie, I thought their goalie played well. Groovehauer played Played a good game. I thought, it took him a little bit to get in there, yeah. but, but he played. Good. I thought I, I had flashbacks of Game Six against fucking Vegas, Colorado, with Grubauer at the start of the game. I'm like, oh, here we go again. This fucking guy doesn't like playing at T-Mobile. Morgan Geek, how do I say this up? Geeky, Geeky, that's his name. Geeky, Geeky. He's Where, from. Where's Princey when you need him? He's from Strathcl Strathclair, Manitoba. Twenty three years old. Fuck up, dog. He played for the Tri-City Americans. Anyways, this fucking kid, his skill is so nasty. And Hackstall, Hack, uh, Hackstall, their coach, I guess, said after camp, what kid impressed you the most? And this was the kid. He was just, he said his skill, and man, that, that goal he scored in the third or the second yeah. period? Second. There's not many guys in the National League that can fucking rip or short side titty like that. So I was like, when, he, when that puck went in, I was like, okay. And you make a great point. That's why you never know with these teams, right? We, with Vegas, and th like if this kid steps up and they get Yanni Gord back, and I was impressed with Schwartzy. Um, yeah, they're going to be a tougher team than I thought, up dog. So it, it was great for ESPN. Great opening night. Besides Tampa, fucked me on the money line, but Stammer, Big Rig, that's okay. Um, I know you guys will make it up to me. So ESPN, <laughs> it's awesome, up here. I think the NHL is in a great spot. Can't wait for TNT tonight. Um, our next segment. Brought to you by our good friends at Can of Dips. I got one in here. Fuck, I wish I was in the studio with you. This sucks. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Can of uh, baby. I'd be, I'd be having one of those right in front of me right now. I know. Fuck. The only thing I'm good is I got a pisser right here, Uppy, if I got to go. Look at this. I can get right in here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I can, didn't miss a shift. Uh, paydays. Updog. Barkov. Eight years. 80 bananas. I think he's the most underrated player in the league. Um, I think it's a great sign for both sides. I know you agree. Um, just a great yeah. leader and just so underrated, man. 
Yeah, I, I don't think under, underrated is the right word. I think it's under-watched. Yeah. Because he is He's coming, though. rated high. He just doesn't get fucking any games seen on TV. No one gets to watch this kid on a daily basis. You know, because you've seen him in practice come in and toe drag you a few times or, yeah. or beat you, beat you uh, out of the corner to the net. Um, some of the stuff this guy does with the puck at speeds, you know, at full speed are, are up with, you know, the dry sidles and McDavid's of the world, Obi. And, you know, there's not many guys in the league that you'd want to build your team around uh, for, for A, you know, age, B, size and strength. You know, C, centerman, you know, maybe a good solid D-man at that size is what you try to build around too. But this guy does it all. He's a great two-way guy. He does all the right things, um, cares about his teammates, takes care of his body, a little better than you and me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he's just a good kid. He's a good solid great guy. Kid. Used to have a smoking hot girlfriend. I don't know if he's single anymore or not, but this guy <laughs> – not for I long mean, after eight, not not long after eighty million, he won't have a hard time finding a date. I can fucking tell you that, <laughs> especially in South Florida. There'll be some fucking, oh, I know. there'll be some Russian broads around being like, "Hey, Barky," although he's Finnish, so I don't know. But uh, hey, they got some fucking talent down there. I tell you, they're they're a team we gotta to watch go, out hey, for. Them. We're gonna get into it. We gotta yeah, go to South Florida. We gotta go down there. Weezy's texting me. Weezy's saying we could both stay at his house. I said, "Fuck, how much money are you making? How big of a place you get?" <laughs> You want me and the up dog to come in there and stay with you? You'll oh, be minus. Yeah, we can't do that. He'll get no. shit. It'll be healthy scratch. I go weeks. You'll be minus four that weekend if me and Uppy stay with you, hundred percent. But you know, you're a more of a alum than me. But I mean, we got to get down there and watch those guys play, and maybe maybe have a night in Miami because I've never had too many of those either. So, Barky and to the Florida staff uh, ownership, congratulations. That's a great deal, Florida Panthers fans. It's going to be a big year for you guys. Uh, you got your captain locked up, up dog, Nick Suzuki. Uh, eight years, 63 bananas. They went to the Stanley Cup final last year. This will be his third year in the league, I believe. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, fella? I think that Suzuki is a great pickup. I think that he's uh, not a great pickup. I think he's a great signing. Both reasons being um, he's a guy they're going to build their team around. Same with Barkoff. He hasn't played basically a complete season in front of fans and and so so you don't know this yet but they got him in a big trade obi so they gave up a bunch for him he is a guy that's going to be uh you know anything like he did in the playoffs this year then he's this this deal works for for, for both sides it gets yeah. it gets all the the you know the ramblings of montreal and the gm is the gm going to finally take care of this deal or is the player going to hold out for more it puts it all to rest and this kid's getting to focus on hockey. You know what it's like playing in Montreal. I mean, Scott Gomez didn't score a goal for over a year. And it was <laughs> hell for him. So, like, let's just put all things aside. Um, this kid's going to go out. He's a good young kid. He's going to go out and play hard. Um, you know, with, with the big paycheck comes a little bit of responsibility. I always say that. And um, you just, when you think of that name and you think of, you know, you know playing in such a big city like that, you know it falls on it falls on guys that that work hard, that can score, that are good good humans, good people, good guys on the team and the community. And to me, Suzuki is that type of kid, and I think it's a great deal. And he is on the pay train right now because that's a lot of cash, fella. That is some fucking money on the board, money on the board tonight in Toronto for this fucking guy who I think the Montreal Canadiens win, by the way, because Matthews isn't playing. Up, listen. 
you know, you made a lot of money. I made I made a decent amount of money. I we're I, we're lucky to play, our, uh, you know, live our dream. These young kids now, it just seems like this is what happens to them. So for me, you know, he's a great player, right? He had forty one points in seventy one games in nineteen twenty. He had forty one and fifty six last year. He had sixteen and twenty two in the playoffs. Listen, I think he's a little undersized. I don't know. I guess the game's changing. They got Cole Caulfield, who's a small guy too. I think for me, it's just Bergey saying, here, kid, there's already enough pressure in Montreal. Like you said, here's your fucking eight years, 63 bananas. Just go out there and play. So I think everything that Montreal's been through in this offseason with Webbs and, and now Carey, I just think Bergey wanted to get this kid taken care of. So to him, congratulations. Like you said, up dog. Uh, a little bit of pressure. Uh, and last but not least, in our candidates' payday, our boy John Cooper. Coop, three-year extension. <laughs> last night on the bench, I think he was thinking about that three-year extension when he had to watch those fucking boys. They were turning the biscuit over like fucking me and you back in the day, up dog. They were just turning <laughs> it over for fun. I'm like, quit turning it over. Someone dump it in and go get the fucking thing, please. But um, he's the best coach in hockey right now. I'll be two-time Chandler Cup champ. Um and he's going to be the coach of Team Canada at the Olympics. So I'm happy for Coop. He's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, listen, Obes. He's had two years winning the Stanley Cup back-to-back. He's got some of the best, you know, weapons in today's game with the goaltending, the defense, headman, um, and then firepower. I mean, they didn't have the firepower last night, but they didn't do things last night, Obi, that, that won them the championship. They didn't, like, go no. and dump pucks in when they had nothing left. You're right. They turned pucks over. They didn't shoot the puck. They had power plays. They didn't do anything. Um, you know, a little bit of a Stanley Cup hangover. And, and you know, shame on us for betting them because we should know what that's like. I mean, we should, we hey. don't because we never fucking – we never won. Yeah, I just want to say – know the mentality. I, but I agree, man. These guys are playing at home with a banner. You're playing Pittsburgh that's banged up. And that's you why, come out and start like that. Buddy, that's the only reason. I, if it's a normal lineup for Pittsburgh, if even Crosby's in and Gensel are in, or even Crosby's in, I probably take Pitt because of the NHL hangover that you were just talking about, Uppy. But without Crosby and out Malkin and Gensel and fucking, I was like, buddy, these guys, and all of a sudden, fucking, it's the Brian Boyle show, and I'm fucking... I lost minus 190 to the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning to start off my NHL regular season. So, uh, anyways, Updog, congratulations to all those guys that got paid. Um, you know, it sucks that we're not in the studio, but at least we're doing it. And next, we got our DraftKings NHL regular season preview show with a little bit of a twist. So, we're coming back at you right after this. Welcome back to Missing Curfew, Updog. Buddy, it's time. We had NHL hockey last night. We talked about it. Our preview show, we're doing it right now. And, and listen, you know, we all know what has gone over the last month with losing our our, our brother and teammate Broadway, Jimmy Scoops Hayes. And, you know, we had a hard time up. You know, we, de- we didn't want to replace him. And we wanted to just do it, me and you. But, you know, Hazy brought so much to the podcast that I guess we thought me and you together couldn't really fill his shoes. Like, we, we, we were going to miss him so much when hockey started. So, the man, the myth, the legend behind Missing Curfew and the Missing Curfew clips, the glue, the glue to Missing Curfew. Our boy, Princey, has gotten called up and is going to sit in every week with the boys, um, probably correct us more than, than anything else when we fuck up names <laughs> or stats or who played or who's playing. Uh, Princey, welcome to On Camera, buddy. I, I know you love Broadway, and this means a lot to you. And um, You're not replacing them, buddy. You're just uh, stepping in and, and, and having some fun with us. 
Fellas, 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 it is uh, an honor to be here with you guys finally. I think most fans are starting to realize who the man behind social media is. I've I've been with you guys for over a year now, so I, I, I kind of... Uh, Kind of thought the call up was coming. I think I completed my uh, successfully <laughs> completed my PTO this past year, and I, I'm super happy to be here. And you know, I'm I'll be repping Broadway quite a bit throughout uh, my time here. Broadway is definitely looking down on the Bo Sox. They got something special going oh, on that. That yeah. Kiki Hernandez. How come the Dodgers didn't resign him? That guy's sick. I uh, yeah, good question, Obes. Good questions. There's definitely a little little bit of angels in the outfield when we're watching these Red Sox games. And uh, so, for any of those Jays fans out there, I'm sorry that I'm firing Red Sox clips on our Instagram, but it's for good reason this year. Hey, Uppy, all I could think about when that when they were playing Dirty Water after Boston went to the LCS was was Scoopsy when he used to say, "Ah, oh, anytime the Red Sox, it's good for Big Kev. It's big good for Big Kev. Ticket sales are through it's the roof. It's good for Big Kev. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. So hey, so Princey, um. Your background looks sick. I mean, we touched on this, but you got the new missing curfew jersey from Jersey Lab. You got the tarp. We're going to come out with some fresh new tarps. So you're going to be a big help for that. But let's talk about the shave job, bud. You got a nice trimmed up beard here. Like playoffs are starting a little early for you for game one. Yeah, I think I think this is what I do at the start of the year. I, I never go I never go full. I'm I'm always I've always got a beard. So I think at the start of the season I bring it down a little bit. But as the season progresses, you're gonna see me go full Ryan Ellis. It's gonna go it's gonna go out there. I you know I love the you know I love the manscape you guys were talking about before, but it's it's no good to me. <laughs> well, fuck! You gotta stay warm up there in Alberta in the winters. I've been there for a couple months. Woo! It's terrible. Man, boys. I played you. golf last week. I played golf last weekend, and that's it. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. It's too cold. Well, Princey, listen, buddy, you're a big part of the squad. Um, you've been here since day one. Everybody misses Broadway. Um, you know, we were talking about him today in the rundown, what they did for him at the Boston Marathon. Um, you know, it's getting a little bit easier, but still, um, you know, last night I was sitting on my couch being like, fuck, I would love to text Broadway right now about how bad the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning were playing because I know he would have been on it with me. So, uh, anyways, this is our NHL regular season preview show. Brought to you by our boys at DraftKings. You can see it up there in the Updogs window. Fucking DraftKings. Sick, sick logo. Princey, you're going to start it off. We're going to do this moving forward where Princey's going to, part of the podcast is kind of ask us questions and, and me and Uppy can kind of sit back and debate them. So, Princey, here we go, baby. What division are the boys diving into first? We're going to dive into the Pacific Division first, you know, give a little hometown flair. There's some Alberta teams in there. You got me from Calgary. You got Doug from up north. So we're going to dive into the Pacific Division first. You got your Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary, Seattle, Vancouver. Now you got LA, the California team, San Jose and Anaheim. You know, we'll dive into this. This team's got some meat or this division's got some meat, but they've got some score and touch too. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you guys think of uh, the Pacific Division. Up dog, I'm Oops. starting I'm starting you off with a fucking little pizza up the middle right here, pal. Oh, I'm, going, I'm going first. I got the Edmonton Oilers winning the Pacific Division up dog. The Edmonton Oilers. Well, how do you feel damn. about that? How did you how do your Calgary Flame uh, skeletons in the closet feel about that pick? I want, I'd love to just I'd love to look through that Rolodex of yours and hit them up and be like you know what do you think of this guy? He's a little traitor. He's going up the he's going up uh, Highway Two up there, passing Red Deer and the old Tate right up to Edmonton for this pick here. Hey, there um, there was zero O'Brien Calgary Flames jerseys ever sold, and the only one given out I had to, I gave it to Graham Delad. He was the only one to ever ask for one. I think that's the only fifty-five Flames jersey that exists. So, to the Flames fans, I love Matty Kachuk, but Updog, I just think 
listen, I, I love the Hyman pickup. And listen, I love the Duncan Keith pickup. I know he's not the Duncan Keith of three years ago, but you bring a three-time Stanley Cup champion in there that can that solidifies their back end a little bit more. McDavid's absolutely buzzing. Dry Seidel. Listen, I, I'm not saying they're going to beat Vegas if they played him in a playoff series because I don't think they would. But in the course of 82 games, when you got McDavid, Dry Seidel, the list goes on and on. Their power play is going to be deadly. You saw Vegas's power play last night, Uppy. Still not crispy rice. I just think over the course of 82 games, the Edmonton Toilers edge out the Vegas Golden Knights for the first spot. I am going to, you know, I'm going to take what, you know, take your criticism there on, <laughs> on the Golden Knights. I'm going to address the Golden Knights here in a second. But the Oilers, for me, uh, you know, Adam Larson was a solid D on the back end. I don't know if they replaced him. I don't know if, if Duncan Keith is the guy to replace him. He's a left shot. He doesn't play physical. Um, He's, you know, inserted into a lineup now and, and a power play that, you know, obviously has been clipping at, at some of the best numbers of all time in the NHL. So I see the Oilers strong, but Obes, the goaltending to me is still an issue unless they address that some at some point in the first, you know, quarter, first half of the year. Um, they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs to me. Um, playoffs Golden Knights are built playoff team. You're, I, know, totally. I know what you're talking no, about. No, you're and you're right. Season. And you're right, buddy. And you're right. And I think, and listen, I love Mike Smith. I think Kenny Holland will pull the trigger for a goalie at the deadline. I'm not saying they could beat him in a in a seven-game series because they couldn't. But I just think over the course of the regular season, I'll be with all the power plays. Although I didn't see one cross-checking penalty last night, which I was like, fuck. I was dying for one of the Tampa game ups. But uh I don't know. I just I just feel like when you got the best player on the planet, I don't know. They're gonna get it done and win that division. But yeah, no, no, but a healthy Las Vegas Golden Knights and having Tuck back in the lineup, having, you know, uh, Leonard play, fuck, he's going to play 65 games. Um, I think they can address the shooting issue on the power play, and I've always brought this up. Petrangelo, yes, he got named to the Canadian Olympic team for, um, you know, him, Sid, and, uh, and Connor. You know, three names to the thing. But he still isn't 1A on your power play. He doesn't shoot the puck properly. Um, he can control the puck, but his passes sometimes are fucking flubby, flubby. He is one of the best defensemen in the league, but not on the power play. Their power play is an issue. They will address it. Shoot the puck. Get guys in front of the net. It was an issue last year in the playoffs. It might be an issue this year unless they address it. But there's no way in fucking, you know, there's no way on earth that the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights do not win this division. It's a runaway. They're going to be... Fucking top of the league, 108, 112 points, just fucking humming in there. Uh, they'll be able to rest their guys before the playoffs. They will miss Ryan Reeves. They, uh, we, we talked about this earlier, Obi, but um, they're a team that needs to be engaged physically every night to be their best. They can't be turning pucks over all the time. Yes, they have uh, you know, a lot of guys with some dynamic shooting power, some dynamic offensive ability, but – they need uh, a physical style of play in order to beat teams up on, on, on a daily night. They're built for the playoffs, and that's why I love them. 82-game um, season is a long year, but these guys have been together for a while now. And quite frankly, they're the team to beat as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, Well, they, are the, they are the favorites to win the division, that's for sure. I just think I, I'm going to go through my top to bottom right now. I'm gonna, obviously, I took Edmonton. I got the Vegas Golden Knights coming in second. I got Travis Green and the Vancouver Canucks coming in third. And now this changed for me, boys. This would have been different yesterday had we did our pod on a normal day. I, after watching Seattle, I got them finishing fourth. Calgary in fifth. 
Los Angeles sixth, Ducks seventh, Sharks eighth. I have the Golden Knights. I have the Vancouver Canucks. I have the Edmonton Oilers. One, two, three. Then I have the Calgary Flames, the Seattle Kraken, the LA Kings, and then the Anaheim. Poor Anaheim Ducks. Will you ever figure it out down here? I mean, I'm sitting in Newport Beach right now. There's not one person talks about hockey here, for one. No. Two, their GM, well, what's he doing? Why, why is he still here? I would love to know that. <laughs> Whoever knows that, please tell me. And, you know, this the Getzloff saga, we, we should get into that eventually, and I think Princey has that drawn up. But, like, Getzy is still a tool that can be used on a team. Like, it, this team, I, I don't know. This team's going to be toilet bowl this year, unfortunately. I love Shaddy. I love, I love Zegris. I think he's going to be a good young player. They have no help from veteran guys. And I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a minus. The, the guys wearing the green jacket are going to be stuck in the NI dust this year. I 100% guarantee that. Up dog. It's the California toilet bowl at the bottom of the Pacific. Eh? Who's going to win the toilet bowl? Is it going to be LA, Anaheim, or San Jose? And listen, I love Dally, Dallas Aikens. I love them. I, I, I hope they, I hope they prove me wrong. I would, I hope for the best team in California. I hope they push Cal- Calgary and Seattle. I don't know. They got some good young pieces. We'll see what happens. Princey. Who you got in the Pacific, fella? My Pacific is it's it's pretty similar. It's a it's, it's a pretty wide open division. You guys, you know, I I understand your pick with the Oilers, Obi, but I I just can't do it being from Calgary yeah. and whatnot. But I, I I am going with the Golden Knights. You know, they they looked pretty good last night. I know Seattle kind of creeped up on them, but they're they're so powerful and they they play big. And I do think I, I was watching a bit last night. Nolan Patrick is probably going to help them out a little bit if he can return to form here. I, I think he's healthy. I think he's a good young piece for them. Um, I do got the Oilers finishing in second, like McDavid and Drysaddle. That's that's just too much power. Um, my my little worry when they're not finishing at first is when those guys get shut down, is the entire team going to get completely shut down again? That's what we saw in the playoffs. They were contained and they just completely got shut down. Yeah, I don't know. Forget, about, did you forget about the regular season when fucking McDavid had 100 points? And 50, forget about the fucking playoffs, you two. The playoffs, yeah. are, the playoffs are 82 games away. I'm talking about regular season hockey. With no cross checking, you think McDavid and Drysdale the boys are are going to get shut down? Uh, it's not I think happen. when they when they play Colorado more and when they play Vegas more and they play some of these bigger teams, you know, they kind of feasted on Calgary and they feasted on Vancouver and you know a little bit of Montreal when they weren't doing good last year. So I think they're going to have a little bit of more trouble, but they're still going to be a good team. My third pick is going to go completely off the board, and yeah, you know what? I'm a hometowner. I truly believe that the Calgary Flames are going to squeak in somehow. Oh my. I don't. Oh my. I don't think that they're oh going to be in a playoff spot Princey, at the Olympic break. If you're going to do this, in. if you're going to do this job, you got to leave your heart at home, buddy. This is a fucking <laughs> all right. Yeah, you got to leave your heart at home, bud. I mean, come on, the Calgary yeah. Flames in third. I do. I have them. I have them not in a wild card. I have them squeaking in. I truly wow. believe that Jacob Markstrom didn't get a fair shot last year. He is an elite goaltender. Elliot had him winning the Vesna in his latest 32 thoughts. So he's an elite goaltender. If he can return to form. Okay, now remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Remember when they had a full season, when the, the last time the NHL played a full season, the Calgary Flames finished atop the West and they had all their four guys rolling. They had Lindholm. They had Monaghan. They had Gaudreau. They had Matthew Kachuk. They don't have Giordano anymore, but all four of those guys were rolling. If those guys can get back to form with the vets they added, I believe that they can squeak in. Okay, so you Obi, got what happens, Obi? What happens if if Connor or Leon get hurt and miss? They're not going to get hurt. They're fucking Superman. Sort of 
They're if both they, Superman. Andy's, if they miss fucking one month, if one of the guys fucking tweaks his groin or gets his chlamydia, then they're if, fucked. Did you see McDavid running the hills in Edmonton the other day? He's not getting fucking hurt. He was running through no, but, a fucking fescue. I used to lose my ball at Lupul's tournament in. He was running through it, man. Yeah, he Full was poor. doing that because he was getting paid to do it. That's why. <laughs> a little fucking commercial for Rogers. How you doing? I, I saw but, his nice, nice drone they had up, dog. I just, I'm just saying, like you know, Princey touches it. If if one of those two, you know, gets you know, fucking if they contain them or they get hurt, it's like what do they have? Who do they have? I can fucking name four other guys on their fucking roster, you know, up front for those guys. It's well, it's not a lot of over here. Cap friendly, bud. Stand by. They have no cap either. They can't add anybody. I'll tell you so what the they, best. I'll yeah. tell you another good move they did. They fucking saw. They sent Kyle Turris to the minors. Thank God that was a good move. That's a move well, in the right direction. What do you mean no? Yeah, but Tippett said he's Tippett's going to play. He says he's going to play first game today. Because uh, Cassian, first. they put Cassian on the injured reserve, so they called him back up. Oh, he did clear fuck. waivers, but he's going to play. I, mean, I yeah. guess he. I guess he did clear waivers up, dog. I guess he did. Mm-hmm. How many lives does the guy get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was never a Tippett fan. A, a, a Tippett was never a tourist fan, and I I called that the day that they signed him. You know, last summer I was like, this is shocking to me. I just don't understand. To fucking Turi, he was our first first round pick in in Phoenix, and Tip would like scratch him. I'm like, there's no way that this is gonna work in Edmonton. Not a chance. So, and I, another pickup on the back end for the Oilers I like is Cody CC. But listen, you boys are both right. Vegas is the favorite to win it. I'm just uppy. Princey, I'm praying that McDavid and Drysdale don't get hurt because if they do, they have no I chance. I don't want them hurt either. I don't no, want them hurt. But no, I, think, I know, I know. But. So, Princey, you got – what are your top three, Princey, again, real quick? Just Vegas. Your whole division. Go. Vegas, Oilers, and then I have the Flames. I have Vancouver in there as well, Seattle. I do believe it's going to be a three-horse race between Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. It's going to go right down to the wire. And then you got your California teams. I like L.A. I like what L.A.'s done, but I don't think they're there yet. I think they will return very soon, though. Okay. All right, up, dog. We got to bet something here then. Edmonton, what do we want to bet? A dinner. Let's do dinner at Nobu. Winner has to pay for dinner at Nobu. What? Well, yeah, let's, let's have a let's have a full-on. Not you, Princey. Like, you know. <laughs> Let's have a full-on competition here with, with, like, you know, our top three. Let's see how many. No, no, I want to bet. I want to bet you. You want Vegas versus Edmonton. I want Edmonton versus Vegas to win the Pacific for dinner at Nobu. Okay, that's a good bet for you. So, no Pacific Pacific Division, um, probably the weakest division in hockey, boys. But like Princey said, there's some some there'll be some good battles there. and we'll see. Up dog Vegas looked good last night. You're right. Ah, fuck, I probably wound up buying you dinner at Nobu, but it's a win-win for me. So, Princey, what do we got next, fella? We're going to keep it in the West here, guys. We're going to switch over to the Central Division, the Updogs, uh, St. Louis Blues Division. This is, a, this is a powerful division with, you know, you got your Colorado, you've got St. Louis, Minnesota, Dallas. Now you've got Winnipeg back in that division. Um, you've got Nashville. Chicago, who is very improved, and then now you've got Arizona, who is in the Pacific. They're taking over Seattle from Seattle. This this upy, I think this is probably the toughest of the pick. toughest division by um, far. Yeah, we we had Bill Armstrong on the on on this week, and he talked about how the Arizona got moved in that division, and he said that he's like the travel is going to be hard, and also you know playing these guys night and night out is going to sting us a little bit too. So. I need a second on this division here, boys. Well, here, let, let me start because 
I'm going to start from bottom up. How's that? Arizona, sorry, you're not, you're finishing dead last in this division. 100%. There's no way, there's no way that they compete on a daily basis with Minnesota, with Dallas, with Chicago, with Colorado, St. Louis, Winnipeg, and quite frankly, Nashville. So I'll start from the top. Who do I love? I love Colorado Avalanche. I love the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche for more than one reason. I love, I I love, love Lamp. Car. I love I love Lamp. I love Lamp. Um, I love McCarr. Bo Byram, he's coming back. He's having a hell of a year. Obi, you talk about them getting Johnson back on the back end. Big righty. Okay, so 3D right there. Cassetti and even Sam Girardi got moved around in the playoffs a bit. He got beat up a bit in the playoffs. Big reason why they lost was there was the, a their goaltending, and b they just couldn't keep up to the Vegas Golden Knights when it became a man's game in the playoffs. But you gotta love what their team is built uh, built on. It's built on speed. It's built on skill. It's built on toughness. Um, they're built for playoffs. They're built for a long regular season. So the Colorado Avalanche are my uh, favorites to win the Central Division, followed by the Winnipeg Jets. I think the Winnipeg Jets are going to be the best Canadian team in the league this year. I think that it's been disappointment after disappointment in, you know, some <laughs> playoff appearances for them, but they're always there. They're always a good team. How yeah. fucking great. They got great fucking great guys that are in the prime of their career with their captain. Um, you know, I just, I just love their team. Next. I love the Minnesota wild. I love the Minnesota Wild because they got rid of a couple, you know, a couple guys and they brought in, you know, Goligoski. I like him. Um, you know, I'm going to throw a little Kulikov love my way. He's, he, he's a guy that can still play. But, you know, bringing in there, um, you know, signing that kid to the long-term deal, Obes, is going to be huge. Kaprizov, yeah. Kaprizov is going to get paid. Now, will he play like he can get paid? Let's see. You know, uh, you know those Russians. Sometimes they get that big ticket up, dog. They're yeah, gonna give a fuck. They're give a fuck basically. meter going. They're give a fuck meter goes like that all of a sudden when they got all those fucking rubles, bud. Yeah, I know. But he was basically arm wrestling fucking grizzly bears this summer and carrying around <laughs> fucking tires while he was probably putting vodka in his cereal and getting just pinned in the morning. So you, you love the guys that drink at breakfast and go out and work hard during the day. Those guys need to get paid. Those guys need to fucking show off and score goals on the power play. So I agree. I fucking off, congrats, agree. Congrats for that payday. You're going to have to bring it. Dean Evison, you know, coach of the year last year. Did he not get the coach of the year? He was up there for Jack Adams award. Um, I don't yeah, know. Prince, who won the Jack Adams last year? He didn't get it last year. Uh, Rod, the anyway. Rod, the Rod the Bod. Rod the Bod got it. Yeah. Yeah. Out of boy, Princey. So I got Colorado, the Jets. I'm slipping Minnesota in there and then wow. putting the St. Louis Blues wow. in the wild card. They're going to hammer that. And then I got the Dallas Stars. You know what? I like what the Blues did. The, the signing of James Neal, man, for 750, I mean, fuck. Call it what it is. He's, <laughs> he loves falling he around. Score goals. He loves falling around, doesn't he? <laughs> he can still <laughs> score goals, Obes. Um He's got something to prove now. So you get a James Neal with something to prove. Look at what happened when, you know, Pittsburgh gave him up. Or, sorry, Nashville gave him up and Vegas picked him up. He had something to prove. He stepped it up. He had an incredible year for Vegas. They went on to, you know, lose in the Stanley Cup final. His second final in a row losing. I think he's got something to prove this year. And 
you know, we'll, we'll see how he does it. He's familiar with some of the guys in St. Louis. He's not going to be happy with the bar scene there. I tell you that much, but he, <laughs> you know what? We'll see, we'll see how he plays. Uh, Bennington's due for another comeback year. Vladimir Tarasenko expect him to fucking, you know, either play to get traded or play just for, again, something to prove a lot went on this summer with Vladdy. Um, you know, hopefully he's healthy and, and just go, comes out and plays hockey and helps his team win. You know, losing Schwartz is a big thing. That's why I don't have the St. Louis Blues up to where they need to be. But, you know, they still got Schenner. They still got, you know, they bring back Bozak on a good deal. I still like the way this team is built. So then I got Dallas. Then I got the Chicago Blackhawks. Then I got the Nashville Predators. Then the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, what a, there's what too a many fucking teams in that division. <laughs> create another, hey, listen, create God. another division. There's so many, and listen, I think up dog. I think five teams could make the playoffs out of the division. I think both wild card spots could come out here unless they kick the shit out of each other all year. That somebody in the Pacific slides in, but I can see five playoff teams coming out of this division. And for me, I got Arizona, Nashville, seven, eight. Number one, I got the Colorado Avalanche. Number two, I got the Winnipeg Jets. And then from here on in, for me, this is where it gets fucking dicey. And, and it's I, a lot of people that I've looked over the last couple of days have different things everywhere, boys. I got the Dallas Stars finishing third because I think a healthy Sagan, a motivated Ben, um, their back end, uh, the mad rushing in between the pipes. I just think they're going to have a bounce back year under Rick Bonus there. Number four, I got the Chicago Blackhawks. I think with Kane and Taves and Fleury, the ability for them to score goals was not a question last year. Their back end with Seth Jones and uh, that McCabe kid is a lot better. And Fleury between the pipes. I got the St. Louis Blues finishing fifth and squeaking in the playoffs. And then I got the Minnesota Wild sixth in the division and not making the playoffs. But Updog, as you said, this division, it could go either way. Um, I do believe that five teams could make it, um, but that's what I got, fellas. Prince Dog, what's what's yours, fella? It's it's pretty similar, boys. I mean, it's 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 a stacked division, so it's pretty easy to to yeah, put just, them up there. Colorado is obviously the clear cut favorite. I think they're the clear cut favorite, in, in my opinion, to even win the President's Trophy and a Stanley Cup favorite. Um, I'm going the same with you guys. I, I like the Winnipeg Jets at number two. I think they're a powerful team. I think they're a good scoring team. They address their needs. I think that they struggled with last year and adding a couple more better defensemen and Brendan Dillon and Nate Schmidt. So they lost, like, I think they lost four boards. So I think they've replaced that really well. They've got a Vesna caliber goaltender. I think they'll do well. I like Uppies Blues. Like you said, I like the additions they made. You know, Brandon Sod's going to bring some scoring touch to them as well. You hope that James Neal kind of carries on a little bit more because he did the same thing in Edmonton uh, a couple years ago or whatever. He got four goals right away, but then really tailored off. So you're really hoping that he sticks up. So I got the Blues in there as well. I'm really high on the Blackhawks this year. I think that the Blackhawks are going to really make a return to form. Getting Jonathan Taves back, getting an all-star goalie, a Vesna caliber goalie, and Marc-Andre Fleury, getting Seth Jones I think that the I think the Blackhawks are going to make a push for that wild card spot. My only drawback on the Chicago Blackhawks is I don't know if the, that's the right coach for them. I think that I think the Blackhawks, if they're struggling, they might make a change at coach during the year, and whoever they bring in could could give them a lift. So I got I got the Avalanche, the Jets, the Blues, and then I got the Blackhawks squeaking in at the bottom of the wild card. Not sold on Dallas, Minnesota. I'm not too sure about, but I like my teams. So whoa, 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 whoa! You got you got Dallas in sixth. Yeah, I got Dallas at the bottom. Dallas I just, six, Nashville yeah. seven, Arizona eight. Yeah, just like okay, so you guys. You, you got the Blackhawks and 
Minnesota in. No, I've got just the Blackhawks squeaking out. I've got the Avalanche, uh, the Avalanche in, the Jets in, the Blues in, and then I've got the, the Blackhawks in one of the wild card spots. I have Minnesota, Dallas out. Who's your four and five in the division? My four and five in the division, I've got Chicago, and then I've got Minnesota. Okay, so they could slide into four and five. They could, they, they could, could yeah. yeah. They okay. could. But I do believe that there's. I'm, I'm on the opposite of you, Obes. I think there's some Pacific teams that are gonna, they're, they're gonna hunt for a wild card. Yeah, too. you're just, you're hoping the fucking flames. Hey, man, I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> fuck, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, fella. But, um, all right, uh, the Central Division, fuck up. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that unfolds. It's gonna be unbelievable. Um, looking forward to the games tonight. McKenna's not playing. He's in COVID protocol like the boys. So, Princey, what do we got next, fella? Now we're shifting over to the east side, and we're going to do the the Metro Division, which is which is a great division. This division has bulked up big time. Um, a fun division to watch. We've got the Islanders, we got the Rangers, you got Carolina in there, you got Pittsburgh, Washington, Philadelphia, New Jersey, and then Columbus. Ooh. Up dog, you want to go first? I'm still I'm still finalizing my standings here. Uh, do I want to go first? This is another fucking fuck tough it. one here, boys. Like this is before we dive into it, Uppy, this is another division. You watched Pittsburgh play last night, right? Before the season would have started, I would have thought they looked old. They looked pretty good last night. Flyers have a way better back end. I'm big on the Rangers. Capitals are they getting older? I mean, this is another division up dog that fuck. It, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle again. All right. Battle it is, and let's battle this up for another dinner at fucking Nobu, Nobu, Nobu. Um, okay. Well. I have the Carolina Hurricanes with Rod the Bod leading the fucking path. <laughs> I think Freddie Anderson will be fucking kicking between the pipes. Ethan Bear, nice little pickup. D'Angelo, he's back in the mix after sitting out a year. I think that kid's got a lot to bring. Um Ian Cole, yeah, he's a, he can fill in, eat some ice. Derek Stepan, will he, you know, bring back form? Good, good player. He's brought in. Uh, you know, they lose Dougie Hamilton. He was a good player last year. He had a big, he had a big year. He got paid. Do I think he's worth the money? No. Do I think he should have got paid and 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 went somewhere like New Jersey? Yeah, I would have taken money to go anywhere too. Um, but Carolina's <laughs> a team that can, man, listen. They are always in the mix right now. Edmondson back there, fucking, they got, you know, Sklavin, great D. They, I love the way that they play. They play high-paced. They play with confidence. And I just think they're a team that believes, Obi. You know what it's like with a team that, you, that, you know, you've been together, uh, you know each other, your family. All of a sudden, you get that belief that you can win and that you should get there. I think that, that they'll compete with anyone in the East. So I have them at number one. I have Trotsy and the boys and the New York Islanders at number two. How they orchestrated all those deals down the stretch, I'll never know. Um, you know, Lou. that's just the way that's the way Lou does it. Um, you know, getting Parise on a on a solo deal to come in there. Uh, you know, keeping that fourth line intact, the best fourth line in hockey. We say it all the time. Um, I like the New York Islanders. Third, I have the Philadelphia Flyers. My boys, the Broad Street Bullies. I love what wow. they've done. I love the guys in the room. Solid, veteran team like we were back in the day. Um, Obi, I think fucking it's time that that the Broad Street Bullies bring back that that energy that they've always had. Um, then I have the Washington Capitals at fourth. Wow. Capitals at fourth. 
New York Ovi Rangers. The boys. Fifth. Fifth. Holy fuck! You, you're gonna have them up top, aren't you? I have them. We're gonna we're gonna have a little bet coming here. Don't worry, we're gonna have a little bet coming. Oh yeah, Bella. Okay, so I have the Islanders, Carolina, Philadelphia, and then you said Rangers. You said Rangers after Flyers, didn't you? No, I I know, no, I said Washington, but I'm gonna switch that. I'm gonna put the Rangers in at third, at fourth, then Washington. Okay. Then then Pittsburgh. Okay. Then New Jersey, yeah, then New Jersey, and then the stinky Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> and then your favorite place of all time to play. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about, how about Rick, quick shout out to Rick Rowley. He had a good birthday post for you. He goes, happy birthday to the greatest player in Columbus Blue Jackets <laughs> franchise history. <laughs> oh, Rowley, he's a beauty. He's uh, a beauty. Did you see him interviewing people outside the Air Canada yeah. Center the other day? Fuck, someone's going to arrest this guy. <laughs> He's a fucking beauty. He's one of our okay, highest rated guys. <laughs> Opdizzle? Oh, he is, and, and we can yeah. get him back on. I can't wait. He's, we'll he's the him. man. I never laughed so hard in one interview, I think, than, than we did with O'Reilly. <laughs> as, as soon as but, the Leafs lose five straight, we'll have him on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obi, that's my Metro. That's what I'm sticking to it. What do you got, fella? That's the Metro, and that's the Updog sticking to her. Updog, okay, what do you want to bet? Because I got the New York Islanders winning the Metro division in the brand-new building. Their captain's back. Um, like you said, Sweet Lou did it again. He brought all those fuckers back. They waited right to the bitter end to sign Casey Sezikis, who has been dying for a payday, who still got a nice payday, $2.5 a year for a fourth-liner. But whatever they do in, in New York, it seems to work. Uppy, you know how I feel about Trotsy. I got the Islanders at one. Rangers, too. I love Gerard Gallant. I love the toughness with Ryan Reeves, Sammy Blaze, Barkley Goodrow. Um, I just think it's their time to, to make that next step. Carolina Hurricanes, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Washington Capitals, and then in the toilet bowl, I got New Jersey and Columbus. Um, for me with Washington, I just think, I think they've played so much hockey and Ovi's just focused on breaking Wainer's record, which is fine by me. Um, I just don't think they get in this year. So Islanders, Rangers, Hurricanes, Flyers, Pitt, Wash, Jersey, Columbus. What do you got, Princey? All right, boys. Pretty pretty similar to, to what you guys do. I, I I really like the Islanders. I don't think that they they needed to add too much from what they did. You know, they added Char and they added Parise, some two good veteran presence on the team. So they didn't need to do much. Um, they they almost made it. There's been a couple of years now where they've almost made it. So I, I think they're going to get over the hump. So I got the Islanders number one. I got the Hurricanes number two. I I like what they're doing. They've made a lot of good ads. Um, you know, the offer sheet on Kotkaniemi from Montreal, who knows how that's going to play out. You know, hopefully uh, hopefully the guy gets gets a good amount of points for the money that he's making. So that might be a good one in there too. Third, I do have the Philadelphia Flyers. All three of us, we know we're going to be rooting for the Flyers this year for, for Kevin and the Hayes family too. So we, we got to cheer for the Flyers that are in there too. My only worry about the Flyers is, is Carter Hart and Nett. I know they got some insurance with Martin Jones, but is Carter Hart, going to be the guy this year is he going to step up and you know be the, the you know the young carry price the montreal had back in the day is he going to do it if he doesn't then i don't know if the flyers are going to falter but i'm still going to put them in there too i like the rangers in fourth you know i 
I really like Gerard Gallant. I think that's what the team was missing. I don't think they were missing much. I just think they were missing a good coach. That's, I mean, other than other than some meat, you know, to deal with some of their issues. I think that the adding Gerard Gallant is going to fix a lot for them. So I got the Rangers at number four. I've got Pittsburgh just on the outside. I don't. I honestly don't think Pittsburgh is going to make it this year. I know they look good last night, but it's one game. Mm. You got Pittsburgh, Washington, and then New Jersey and Columbus. Up dog, what do you want to bet? I'm picking the Islanders to win the Metro. You got Carolina. Carolina. Okay, you pick something. I pick Noble. Bet. Pick something to bet. Let's do. Uh, uh, I was gonna say something maybe over at Roger Dunn, like a new golf club or something. <laughs> or we get free golf clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's do. Let's do a dinner. Uh, up in LA. Yeah, night. I was gonna say night out in LA or dinner, dinner, night dinner, and cocktails in LA. in LA. That sounds fucking perfect to me. All right, and last but not least, Princey, what we got, baby? We are heading over to probably one of the funnest divisions here to watch because of a, a certain fuck fest that we love, the Atlantic Division. Um, so we've got, like I said, we got mentioned the two uh, the two Florida teams. We've got Florida Panthers. We've got the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we've got Toronto and Boston. You got Montreal, and then on, uh, you got your Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, which we, we kind of know already where they're going to end up. So you got a top heavy division here, boys. We sure do. We sure do. Oh, I think I think you should take a crack at this, um, okay. and then I'll follow suit. Okay, boys. Just give me one little second here to finish her off. But I I'm, I got the Florida Panthers winning the division. Um, I just love I love the experience. And, and Princey touched on it about the, you know, the Sunshine State, Sunshine State fuck fest that me and Uppy love. You know, they played that that six-game battle against them. I think they gained so much experience. Uppy, you know your first taste of playoff hockey. It, it motivates you to train harder. It, it brings you back to next year. And you're already thinking about playoff hockey again. I just think... You know, bringing in Reinhardt, getting Barkov locked up. I, I just think it's their year. Spencer Spencer's Knight's going to be in the mix for the Calder. I'm going Florida, Tampa. Even after the way they played last night, I'm still going Tampa. And then for me, this is the biggest decision in this division, boys, is, is who's going to make that third spot. And Fuck, I've, I've been thinking about it. I'm going to go with the Toronto Maple Leafs for the third spot. Boston Bruins for the fourth. I tell you, my a team I absolutely love up is is the Ottawa Senators. I I don't I still don't know why Kachuk's not signed. I'll never fucking know. Um, then I'm gonna go the Montreal Canadiens, and then Detroit, and fucking poor Buff. Thank God the Bills are good. That's what I got, boys. I got the Florida Panthers winning the division, and I think four teams can probably make the playoffs from this division. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. I agree. Although this isn't as deep, this is not as deep as a division as as to me as the Metro. I, I no. I just I think agree. I deep. I just don't think deep. Now, yes, I, I Tampa, Florida, Toronto. They should be like up top of this. You know, they should run away with this thing. But you know, it's hockey, and it's 2022 coming up. And quite frankly, things. You know, some sometimes are just fucked up. Um, to me, Tampa Bay, you cannot, you know, you have Vasilevsky for, for probably 85 games 
this year out of 82. <laughs> that guy plays every night and he's, yeah. he's solid. He wants to play. He's going to, he's going to steal you games. He's going to keep your team in it every night. Tampa Bay to me will, will be number one. Um, shortly thereafter, and maybe only a few wins behind will be the Florida Panthers. So it'll be the battle of South Florida, the fuck fest. Uh, so I have Tampa <laughs> and then Florida. Then I have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I want Toronto to be a good team this year. I want their star players to step up. I want them to be, you know, I want Austin Matthews to be scoring goals all over ESPN all, all, all winter long. I want Marner to get into a position where he's not talked about as a guy that doesn't, you know, show up in playoffs uh, and is only a, you know, a guy that just, you know, gets his apples and highlight goals. And, and I want him to be a more of a complete player this year. Um, you know, Zach Hyman, do I think he's a big loss to their team? Yes, but I don't think he's worth the money that he made. So, you know, it was a good job not keeping him. Um, I think that Toronto should be in the third spot. And then I have, in a surprising fourth spot, I have the Ottawa Senators. And then I have the Montreal Canadiens. Then I have the Boston Bruins, the Detroit Red Wings, and the Buffalo Sabres. I like that. I like that up, Doug. Princey, what do you got? For, just give us your one through eight, fella. Yeah, kind of, kind of similar. I'm a, I'm a little taken back by the the updogs Ottawa pick there. You know, I, I, I like before? it. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, I like, I like I think the they're a good team. Stacked. I, I think that you know, I think that not having a chuck is going to affect them a little bit. Um, but uh, I'm just going to go with, I'm going to go with Panthers number one. It's fairly, you know, it, it's fairly obvious that they're a great team. You know, you, you've got the addition of Ryan Hart. They've got some young pieces. They're really good. I do think Knight's going to take over the starting net from Bob Bobrovsky at, at some point in the season. So I'm going to go Panthers one. I've got Lightning at number two. Obvious reasons they're, they're a great team. Boston Bruins are, are, are still a good team to me. I know that they lost Rask, but they brought Allmark in. So I don't think they're going to be deteriorating at goalie too much, but I'm going to stick with the Bruins. Um, I like the Maple Leafs still. You know, I'm not sold on Mrazek. I thought I thought that Freddie was a better goalie, but they also have Campbell, so they're going to use a good tandem there. So I've got the Maple Leafs in at number four. And then I'm going to stick with Montreal. I still think Montreal is a good team. I think they made some good, they made some good additions. They're not with Price right now, but that doesn't matter. Price needs to go get help and get fixed. And he will he'll return, and he'll do really good when he gets back. So then we're going to go Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, and then Buffalo. I don't even know if Buffalo would make the playoffs in the AHL. So, <laughs> I'll tell you what, that fucking Allmark in Boston, he's going to have a little bit more pressure than he has throughout his career. So it's interesting to see yep. how that will pay off. But, um, yeah, boys, I think one thing we can all agree on, and Updog, me and you as ex-players especially, is how much, you know, how close all these divisions are, how much parity there is in the league. Like, Uppy, these guys cannot afford to get off to a tough start. Like, Matthews is going to miss the first three games. Sid's out. McKinnon's in COVID protocol. Like, Every game, up dog, and I think you agree with me, is going to be so important that you just you can't afford to go on too much of a skid, or you could not be able to catch up, ups. The start of the season, Obes, is so crucial, not for just your personal, you know, but let's just call it personal uh, success and point production. Um, you want to start feeling it right off the bat. You want to have, uh, you want to play with energy. You want to learn how to get your confidence. You want to find out how to play with a lead and also come back in games. That's so crucial. Like if you can, 
if you find ways to OB like come back in games early in the season, it provides your team with such like a jolt of just, you know, stepping on the bus OB after you win a game when you were down like three nothing in the first period is just like the best feeling. Like yeah. finding a way to win on the road, you gotta find a way to win out of win on the road early. Um you know, and that just has to do with, with with coaching, preparation, having your best players be your best players, having young guys find their role right away. Um, but you're right. That season can be – it can be make or break early in the year. Like, those points are crucial down the stretch. So, so good point by you. Um, you know, I hope all the stars in the league stay healthy. I hope that the, the best teams in the league um, – you know, bring it every night and that hockey's exciting on TV and that fucking, you know, these guys are going out and battling and, and providing a great uh, a great product on the ice for everybody. Yeah, well said. And when, any team, I was on Uppy that uh, by U.S. Thanksgiving, we always wanted to be in a playoff by, by U.S. Thanksgiving because if you're out of playoffs by then, I know we still had three quarters of the year or, you know, we're 20, 25 games in. But I don't know about you, but that's always what I said to the boys. By Thanksgiving, fellas, let's be in a playoff spot so we can continue to grow because – I found if I was out of the playoffs, it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It was just a weird feeling. You yeah. weren't done. You weren't done. But it was like the turkey tastes a little better up, dog, when you had a playoff spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay? That night yeah, out sure on does. Wednesday, the night before Thanksgiving, if you're in the playoffs, 100%, you're getting late, 100%. And and then the coach and the GM would never question whether or not, like, you guys get to have your rookie party early in the year, right? Exactly. Like, usually if you start off staking, exactly. you know, not the ref. The GM would be like, <laughs> You know, pull the captains aside and be like, hey, you guys think you're doing this rookie party? You guys are like, you know, two and fucking 14. You think I'm yeah. going to let you do the rookie party? Schedule, like, schedule doesn't well, work out. This, yeah. So totally. if you want your rookie party, win games early, get fucking wins under your belt, learn how to be a good team, you know, fucking do all the right things and, you know, make the playoffs because that's the ultimate is getting into the playoffs as we all know. Absolutely. So that um, the preview show is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. That was the divisions. Princey, what do we got next here for the fellas? We're going to jump into some award predictions here, guys. I know it's uh, it's the start of the season. Definitely things can change quite a bit, but we're, we're going to throw out our awards picks. I know we did a couple last year. So um, the first one that we're going to dive right into is we're going to look at the D-man. We're going to do the Norris Trophy, and we're going to list off a couple players here for you guys just so you guys get in the feel of, of who might be in the running this year. So we've obviously got the, the reigning winner, Adam Fox. You've got Kale McCarr from Colorado. Dougie Hamilton is always in contention. Victor Hedman, Charlie McAvoy, your boy, Obi Shea Theodore, and then a little bit of a dark horse, Darnell Nurse. And complete, feel free to go off the board, but those are some of the some of the names that are always talked about. Up dog, I'll go first. It's easy for me. I'm heavy on the fucking, <laughs> like myself, I'm heavy on the fucking Colorado Avalanche up and down the board. Our boy, it's in Princey's back uh, uh, screen. Cal, Kale, Cal, Cal, Kale, 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 yeah. Makar. The man Kale is going to win the fucking Norris. I'm saying Makar. Up, dog. I mean, I can't. Fuck. I, I'm not going to follow you up here and, and, you know, take your seconds here. Although Why? I love <laughs> Why? We did our whole career. Him. We did our whole career. I, fuck, eh? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love Makar, too. I love Makar. But listen, I've actually chirped this team for not having D, but. I thought this guy had a great season last year. If the power play is going to click like it will this year, um, this guy has a chance. So, you know what? I don't know if you can still put in a bet on this guy to win the Norris, but I'm going to take Darnell Nurse because there's a chance this guy could get 
100 points if he just puts it on McDavid and Dreisaitl's stick. So, you know, the, the this award's been given out to a guy that, that plays a lot, logs a lot of minutes, plus minus is always considered. Um, you know, defense isn't really considered, although I think this guy can play both both ends. But, man, they take into considered points and power play points. So, to me, Darnell Nurse is a guy, he's a long shot, but he might right. win that Norris this year. I'll tell you what. And who knows? That helps my fucking Oilers win the Pacific Division, fella. If he wins the Norris, <laughs> sure does. Hey, that helps me. So I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Pritchie, sure who you does. got? I'm just going to follow suit on Obes. I got to go with Kale McCarr. I do think that he should have won it last year. I think he got snubbed a little bit, but no no offense to Fox or anything. Kale McCarr, he's my guy. Uh, we uh, we played together. I worked together in, in Alberta in the Brooks Bandits. I saw him when he was 17 years old, breaking guys' ankles, doing the exact same thing. Um, he's my boy. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna work really hard. I'm going to keep poking him to come on missing curfew. So I'm going with Makar. Yeah, I think Makar gets it done too. Let's 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 tie in the heart and Art Ross because I got a little bit of a fucking, um, I don't know if it's a predicament or a situation, I guess. And Princey, I may need you to look up the last time mm-hmm. this has happened. So up sure. dog, I got Connor McDavid to win the Art Ross. But I got Nathan McKinnon to win the Hart Trophy. Princey, can you real quick there look up the last time that has happened? Because I think McDavid's going to lead the league in scoring, but I think that Nathan McKinnon is going to be the best player on the best team that's going to give him the Hart Trophy up dog. So for the Hart, I got McKinnon. And for the Art Ross up dog, I got McDavid. I am going to take Austin Matthews to win the Hart Trophy this year. Wow. He's going to miss the first three games, but... I'm expecting big things out of this kid. He was hanging with Biebs all summer. He's fucking, he's in, you know, he's in Scottsdale, hitting Old Town, doing his thing. Couple new tatties, some new sneaks, new couple hats. (laughs) So this guy's ready to do some damage. I see him, you know, not only winning the Hart um, and the Art Ross. No, not the Art Ross. I see him winning the Hart Trophy. Um, I I can't, we'll we'll talk about Rocket after, but obviously he's going to win the Rocket. Uh, the Art Ross for most points this year, I think, will go to Connor McDavid. No question. Princey, do so you I got Hart Trophy is Austin you, Matthews. Art Ross is Connor McDavid. Yeah, Princey, who do you got for that? And did you find that stat? Or I did actually, and it's it's quite recently, Obes. It's actually in in 2018. Uh, your boy Taylor Hall was the one that ended up winning the Hart Trophy. And it was McDavid that won the the Art Ross. So That's back right, when because, went all, yeah, yeah, because he got the fucking Devils in the playoffs on his back. Yes, he did. Yeah, that was the year. And then I okay, so I, that, I haven't seen him since. Yeah, me either. He's still, but he's still making fucking six and a half a year. Um, exactly. That makes me feel better about my prediction. Okay, Princey, who do you got for the Heart and the Art Ross, buddy? With the Heart, it's you know what. I'm gonna go completely off the board this year, and I think on his fourth attempt, I think that Nathan McKinnon is going to have an outstanding year. And I think Colorado is going to have a, a great team. And I'm going to go with McKinnon over McDavid. You know, McDavid is the obvious choice. I want to have a little bit of fun here. So I'm going to go a little, not, I guess I don't want to say off the board, but I'm going to go with McKinnon. McKinnon for the heart. And then the obvious choice for the art Ross is McDavid. Yeah, exactly. So me and you got McKinnon and yeah. uh, McKinnon for the heart. Art Ross, we all got McD- McJesus. And then Updog's got the fashionable cover yeah. boy ESPN. Awesome, Matthews. Which leads us into the next thing, the Rocket Richard. Um, Uppy, you got Matthews. 
I'm staying with Nathan McKinnon. I think probably Matthews will win it, but for for him to win the heart, which I want, I think he's going to need to win the rocket because I think McDavid's going to get, you know, we're going to do over-unders here in a second, but I think he's going to get fucking ridiculous. So I got McKinnon for the rocket. Updog's got Matthews. Princey, who you got? I'm going with Matthews too. What he did last year in a shortened season is is incredible. I think that he's going to continue his pace. I you know hopefully he gets in the, the lineup soon. He doesn't sound like he's going to miss a lot of games, and I think he's going to have some some multiple goal games to make up for some time lost. Okay, and Vesna, I'm going Vasilevsky. What about you boys? The Vesna Trophy for me is going to be Connor Hellebuck. Good pick, really good pick, Princey. Uh- yeah, I'm going to go with Vasilevsky again. Like, I, I think Tampa Bay is going to ride him, and he's going to be able to get, you know, I, I think he's going to put up some big numbers for them. And last but not least, boys, the Calder. Now, this one, I'm, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say the favorite to win the Calder is Cole Caulfield because he's obviously a great player. He fucking went to the Stanley Cup Finals up. You went to Conference Finals. You know that experience, especially as a young guy, you get to go that deep into the playoffs. It's like playing fucking three regular seasons. So, for me, though, I'm going up his boy. I'm 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 heavy on the Avalanche. I'm going Bull Byram to win the Calder. Okay. Obi, I'd love that pick, but I just don't think he's going to play enough on that team to be in the in the in the uh, in the talks. To me, the Calder Trophy is going to be given to a goalie this year, and this goalie is going to be taking over the number one job in South Florida for the Florida Panthers, Spencer Knight. Wow, he's taking over the job from the ten million dollar. Bobo, man. Um, and to me, he's a kid that just has a lot to prove. American-born kid. Stepped up in the playoffs last year when they needed it. Got him a big win. Um, big things out of this kid this year in South Florida. So if he stays out of the nightclubs down in Miami, uh, he might sure he might have this trophy on his mantle by the end of the season. I agree. He's he's a great tendee. Pritzy, who you got? Who'd you pick? I like Uppy's pick. I like Spencer Knight. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to take over the starting net pretty quick. I don't think it's going to take him very long, but I want to I want to make it a little bit different, make it a little bit inter- interesting, a little more fun to watch. So I'm going to go with Cole Caulfield from Montreal this year. I think he was a big reason that Montreal went far. He single-handedly won them some games in the playoffs. So to actually get a full season, you know, a full season with his coach, with his teammates, all that stuff, I think Cole Caulfield's going to be the way to go. Yeah, he's definitely the favorite. So we will see. Um, boys, it's great. Anytime you can talk about the best players in the world, we'll see how it unfolds. And like Uppy said before about McDavid and Dreisaitl, you got to stay healthy. So to these superstars, please stay healthy out there. It's fun for you to watch. Um, it's fun for our fans. It's great for hockey back on ESPN and TNT. Princey, we got another little new segment here in our DraftKings NFL NHL preview show. What do the fellas got now? We are going to do some little rapid fire over over unders here, guys. So I'm going to throw some stuff out at you guys, whether it's goals, points, wins, whatever. You guys are going to pick if they're going to go over or they're going to go under. So I'll start Love I'll it. start with a question here first. I'll throw it to you, Obes. You're going to go first on this one. Will Connor McDavid in a full season score over 140 points this year? Yes, he will. McDavid is going to get over... He's going to get like 156 points or something. He's going over. Okay, we got That's over for Elf. special right there. Yeah. What do you think, Uppy? 140 points? I mean. Yeah, he, he had 105 and 56 last year. Yeah. Career high 116 in 78 games. 
I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I think that that number is just a little bit out of reach. I know right now we're talking about the cross-checking and power plays, but eventually it turns back to hockey, not just like a shit show of penalties and, and everything. It eventually gets back to hockey. In order to do that, you got to play every night. Bumps and bruises can't be an issue. I still think guys, you know, play Connor hard. Um, I want to see him stay healthy. If he stays healthy, there's a chance. But 140 points, boys, is is a lot of points. Uh, I got him, you know, I got him around the 125 mark. I think 140 is too too much. He's gonna he's gonna need 156 for me to win that for them to win that division. So that's why I'm going with the over up dog. That's true. <laughs> I'm, that's I'm true. going with no boys. I'm going with no. Same kind of reason with Lappy. I think he's around that 120. I saw him in practice today, practicing one timers off the the half wall there. And I think I've I've read something about him. He's trying to score more goals this year. So I think you're gonna see him trying to shoot a little bit more where he was pass first last year. So I think that might balance out his points a bit. So I'm gonna say no. Speaking as another, speaking as a Flames fan, I just hope he changes his game. You think he's gonna change his game? He ain't changing his shit, buddy. He's fucking good. Well, be yeah, he's gonna take a Branson wide more than once. I think. <laughs> oh, poor goody. Yeah. All right, so what's next, one, boys? We're gonna go. We're gonna go with the Colorado Avalanche here. I think everyone's got them favored to do really well. Maybe even President's Trophy. Are the Colorado Avalanche gonna win over fifty games this year? Yes. Taking into consideration the Tampa Bay Lightning when they had that outstanding season a couple of years ago, they took they did 62. Yeah, I was going to say they're going to win like 54 games. 52 to 54 games. That's that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I have them doing the same. Yeah, it's unanimous across the board. I think the Colorado Avalanche going to be a great team this year. So that, that was an easy one there, guys. So we'll shift back to a player here now. So Andre Vasilevsky, we've, we've all kind of talked about him in the Vezna with Tampa Bay. Is Vasilevsky going to win over 40 games this year? He's done 30-plus wins four times. So is he going to win over 40 games this year? Yes. Yes. We don't have a backup. He's going to play every night. Yeah, he's going to He's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Elliott. Oh, Brian Elliott. <laughs> yeah, he's still going to get over. He's still going to get – fucking Brian Elliott still playing, eh, Ups? What a – wow, that's impressive. Yeah, good Good, good for guy. him. Good, good for him. Good but I say yes. Yeah. I'm going to say no, boys. I'm going to say he's going to flirt with it, kind of around that 37-38. So I'm going to say no, because I think they're going to try to play Elliott a little more, stretch it out this season. There's going to be some more back-to-backs. I guess they will get Olympic break, but he's going to be playing in the Olympics. So I'm going to say no, but it'll be close. Yeah, he's a Russian machine, though. He doesn't even kill play fucking every night and drink True. a bottle of vodka, like Uppy said. But. <laughs> okay, boys, so the next one, we're going to have a little fun with this one. Will the Buffalo Sabres record over 25 wins this year? No chance. Zero chance. No. no. I, I don't bet th- this. I, I, I bet go, this. I don't think they want to either. To go under. Yeah. yeah under on this one. I think, guys, I think the saga around the this Jack Eichel stuff is going to haunt them. I think the fans are going to be disappointed. I don't see people showing up to the buildings. I see them at the Buffalo Bills games. I see them stinking on the road. I, I just, to me, that stench is going to hang over that room for a long, long time. So um, I, I I would say no. I'd say they win 20 games, 22 games max. Agreed. I think that's a unanimous across the board. That one's pretty easy, but, you know, you never know. We'll see with Buffalo. They didn't really add too much, but we'll see with Buffalo. Next one, we're going to go back to our boy Austin, Austin Matthews. Will he score over 50 goals, yes or no? Depends how long he's out for with this wrist injury. It's only supposed to be three games, they said. 
Uppy, you were a forward. I wasn't really – well, I wasn't a goal scorer. I, the risk concerns me. I don't know. Like, Uppy, you know better than me. shooting the puck. Fuck. I want to say he can – healthy, he does it fucking easily. I'm yeah, still going to say I, yes. I'm, I'm still going to say, say yes. Yes, he, yes, he still does it. He he does it. He gets yes. He, he pushes for 60 goals this year for me. He's going to miss – let's just say he misses five games on, on, the, on the long run right here. He's going to come back strong like he did as a rookie when he got four in one game. There's going to be games he goes off. I mean, if you if we talk about power plays with this guy's shot, uh, there, there's a chance he goes, you know, he has a couple games, four or five goals a game. I mean, do that three times, and that's 15, 20 goals right there. So I, I like this guy. Uh, I think there's, you know, it's been a long summer for him. Um, I've had wrist surgery a couple, three times actually. Came back shooting the puck harder than ever, hitting the golf ball further than ever. So I like this guy. Um, and, you know, big things for Austin Matthews in 2021-22. Agreed, boys. Agreed. I think he's going to put up a big year. He's going to have a good year at the Olympics, too. What else we okay. got? What okay, we got? boys. So now we got two more left. This one's a little bit different here. So is Tom Wilson going to play over 20 games before he either gets some kind of fine, some kind of suspension, some kind of hit that's going to get him hated in the media. So is it going to take Tom Wilson over 20 games to do something? I don't know, but we got Rebo's playing tonight. I'm going to, after we've done this pod, I'm going on that couch and firing on Rangers caps because yeah. I hope they go off the opening fucking face off. But for Willie, I, I hope his suspensions are done, man. I, I, I don't know the kid personally. I've heard it. He's a fan of the pod. Um, I'm going to say he doesn't get suspended this year. He makes it through. He earns all his money. He plays the right way. He's going to have to fight Revo a couple times, which I'm sure he's got no problem with. But, Willie, I want to see you get all your cash. You do not get suspended at all this year. Yeah, I like the same thing. I, I'm a Tom Wilson fan. I like the way he plays. Dying breed. He's the unicorn, as our boy Berkey was saying. Um, you know, plays on edge and has to to be effective. But knows knows the fine line that needs to be walked, and uh, to me, you know, he's going to run over a few guys this year. It's going to be epic. He's going to get some great tilts, but he's going to stay out of the sin bin as far as it, if as far as getting suspended means. And um, you know, he's a big a, a big piece of that team. If they want to go anywhere this year, they need him. So Tom Wilson, stay in the lineup, baby. We need you. I'm going to go the opposite direction, boys. I'm going to say no. I think he's going to do something. I think he's just not going to be able to hold back. I think it, I, I'm not going to say it's going to be a suspension. I think in the first 20 games, he's going to eat a fine of some sort. Broadway's looking down right now, agreeing with you because Broadway was yeah. always Broadway was always yeah. trying to get Willie dinged down. I'm like, bro, it was a bad hit. He's like, it can't be. He's taking a run out. Oh, he was he was pissed <sighs> when he got Carlo that one time. So I, I, I think know, he's going to do it again. About it, so Willie, okay. stay in the lineup, buddy. You're good for the game. We need you. Last one here, boys. Now that we've got a full season, are there going to be over 300 total fights in the NHL this year? There was 195 in the 56 games. And then the last time we played a full season, there was only 238. So do you think that there's going to be over 300 fights? I mean, if Tampa and Florida play every game, there might be because that fucking preseason was a gong show. I was loving it. Um <laughs> I'm going to say no. I don't think there'll be over 300 fights. The boy trucking him a bit. I love it. I mean, we talk about fighting beyond the game. I, I got to be honest. It was opening night only, Uppy, but I didn't see any cross-check penalties, and I also didn't see any fucking body checks. I'll tell you what. You could have 
that that Tampa Pit game, you could have played your shin pads and fucking that's about it. That's all you would have needed. So I'm gonna say the boys are chucking them, but they're not gonna get to 300 tilts. I think that it becomes a man's league again. Yes, stick penalties are gonna be, uh, you know, gonna be frowned upon. Uh, frowned upon, excuse me. But the men will step up, drop the mitts. There'll be a couple nice, uh, you know, we're we're back to getting. Um, you know, rivalries and rivalry nights. ESPN's going to push fucking getting in fights. So is TNT. You're going to have fucking Messier and Chelios, you know, sitting on the panel for ESPN, you know, calling it how it is, saying these guys should step up and fucking do something about it when someone picks on your star players. And and I just see that, you know, a lot of the younger guys, they're going to want to be hungry to stay in the lineup. And that's that to me, Obi, you know what it was like when we were kids. That might might have meant you had to drop your gloves and show you wanted to be there. So uh, I can't wait to see the fights. I can't wait to watch this game tonight. Might even come over there, Obes, and we're in quarantine together. Come on over, uh, buddy. I got the, the couches. Uh, hey, listen, the couch is fluffed up. Your spot would be perfect, buddy. Put the feet hey, up. Hey, right. couple glasses um, of vino. Get some chicky on the barbie and see what's going on. Princey. Um, great job, buddy. Way to step in. Uh, I know it's not easy for you. That was our NHL Regular season preview show presented by our good friends at DraftKings, who are the best in the business. Get out there, put your money in the DraftKings. And boys, to finish it off, Updog, I know we got some bets in already with some future stuff. I got Florida winning the Atlantic. I tickled the Oilers to win the West. But let's give it right here, Oppie Princey. Let's give it our Eastern Conference champions, our Western Conference champions, and our Stanley Cup champions to finish off our podcast here. I will go first. Coming out of the Eastern Conference, I have the New York Islanders, Winning it just because of, listen, they, they took to Tampa the last two years. Tampa to seven games last year. I believe the year before it was six. They got a new building. They got their captain back. Parisi is a good pickup. Um, I like the Islanders to win the East. I got, obviously, the Colorado Avalanche coming out of the West. And I got my boy, Gabriel Landis-Cog, taking the bucket off, getting the hair perfect in mid-June, hoisting the mug, the Colorado Avalanche up top. Beautiful picks, Obes. I have the Carolina Hurricanes coming out of the East. And I have... Look, you're big on the Hurricanes. I love it. And I got the Colorado Avalanche coming out of the West. And no, just Vegas, like you, no Vegas uppie? And just like you, Obes, I have the Colorado Avalanche finally tipping the, tipping the fucking feet on the ice come June, lifting Lord Stanley... And fuck, you know, putting the fucking that uh, Chiba Chiba in the top of that cup, rolling up a couple doobies with that legal fucking Chiba Chiba out in Denver, and it's on. Maybe bring that baby to Aspen. Up, you, you, you switched. Like last year was Vegas. Now this is just called out year after after last year's disappointment. You think they've they've matured and boom, you're on them. I like uh, that. Yeah. Part. I like 100%. that. Unless you like want me to take Vegas just so we no. can have a bet. Because now we can cheer together. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's, we're on missing curfew. Same squad, buddy. Last year we were arguing yeah. about it. It was fun, but I want to cheer with you. And that way, we'll cry. Hey, if the Avalanche win, we're crashing their cup party. I'm telling Landy <laughs> McKinnon, we're fucking coming. So if they win mm-hmm. it, we'll be there. Kyle Keith, beauty. Yeah. Princey, who you got? All right, boys. I'm going to go a little bit different here. I In my East, I really like the Florida Panthers this year. I like the addition of Reinhardt. I think that Jumbo is going to help them quite a bit. Watch, watching him on that uh, the Leafs Amazon Prime series was hilarious. He's a good guy in the locker room. I think Jumbo is going to help them out quite a bit. So I got Florida coming out of the East. The West, I have Vegas over Colorado. 
I think that All Vegas right. is uh, Vegas is going to continue to do what they do this year. I want to be a little different. I like Colorado, but I, I see Vegas making and making it good. I see Vegas. Uh, Vegas is going to bounce my flames. They're going to bounce the flames out of the playoffs, and to win it, the yeah, Rats are coming yeah, back in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there getting beers from the fans. Uh, I got Florida winning the Stanley Cup this year. They're going to fill that rink up. They're going to have the Rats back. So I'm right. going with Florida. Put, put some fucking money on that right now because those, those odds <laughs> on DraftKings would be through the I roof. Know. I love Florida. it. Yeah. Stir Florida. it up. And listen, if Florida wanted, I would, I'd be so happy for Weeks and, and Montour. So, Princey, yeah. great job stepping in, buddy. I know it wasn't easy. We'll, we'll get this going, more flowing as we get going, especially back in the studio. Up, dog. I love you. Hockey's back, buddy. Um, hopefully, we're back in the studio next week, buddy, because it's just it's more fun snapping it with you there. And, Totally. There, so, hundred percent. But thanks, boys. And then that was uh, that was missing curfew. <laughs>